How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Davey, on everything, and welcome back to the solo show. This is episode number three, and uh, it's just me. I'm here to get into it with you guys about a couple little things that are happening out in the world, so stay tuned for that, and uh, shut the fuck up. Alrighty, guys, so this is an episode of the solo show. It's just me, no Dan. Um, you know, I have some time, so I figure I'll film an episode for the boys, get some shit out there. And uh, so here we are. So guys, what the fuck is going on with rappers these days? I know that's been said generation after generation, but the world of rap is getting out of fucking hand. Have you seen these guys? So your favorite rapper is either Drake, locked up in prison, or has been murdered in the last two years. Like, it's insane how many, um, like... It's just crazy to me that all these rappers are getting into such fucking heat. And so young too because most of these guys don't seem to be any older than 20 years old. And, you know, they get a hit song and then next thing you know they're fighting a fucking murder charge. It's the most insane thing to me. Um, what really inspired me the most about or to do this, this uh, particular subject is I've been watching the YMW Melly trial. Uh, day by day, and uh, it's been, honestly, it's been pretty fucking funny, there's been a lot of shenanigans going on, um, and uh, honestly, the prosecution prosecution didn't seem to really have shit on Melly, besides um, a potential phone, and there was some other, really all they were trying to do was to kind of paint him as a gang member, which to me didn't really have any relevance to the actual murder, because he, you know, he allegedly killed his two best friends. <clears throat> so the fact that maybe he has gang ties doesn't really seem to be relevant to me for that uh, particular case. But just, I believe it was, well, whenever this comes out, it's not going to be, it's not going to be yesterday, but um, they just declared the YMW Melly case a mistrial. Apparently, most of the jurors believed that he was innocent and then there was two or three of them that uh, thought he was guilty and they weren't willing to budge or compromise that so basically what happened is the the court had no um no choice but to declare it a mistrial so i think what that means now is the prosecutor has to decide whether it's worth retrying him and then they would have to start this whole process over again um otherwise you know melly might be free and uh, that is insane because he's been trying to fight this case for the last, I want to say four or five years. So I'm sure if he got out, it would be insane for him and insane for his career. I guarantee um, because his streams have already been blowing up huge since the trial began a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so imagine what happens if uh, the court declares him a free man. He's going to come out probably pop out a couple hits and just blow up. Like, his streams are going to be insane. The numbers are going to be crazy. So, I mean, on, uh, if, if looking at it from his end, this could be the best thing of his career. I know he lost all those years, but um, I think this is just going to make him more relevant than ever, which is um, kind of crazy. It's, 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 it's sad if he actually did do the murders and he gets off, but I mean... This is the process. This is the justice system. So uh, innocent until proven guilty. If they cannot prove him guilty, well, he's an innocent man. He's an, in he's an innocent man in the eye of the uh, law. So 
I know on top of that, we've had countless, countless shootings and we've lost a lot of big rappers. Also, a lot of other rappers are going down for um, Rico charges and murder charges. And like, we got the YSL trial, which is um, happening soon. Then they got the wife and Lucci Rico charge. Uh, you know, we've got Quando Rondo, who's facing, I don't know what his charge is, but he's facing some kind of charge. His boy, Lil Tim, also facing the um, murder charge of King Vaughn, I believe. King Vaughn was murdered a few years back. Uh, yeah, man, it's all just kind of crazy. And then, you know, we got King Vaughn, who is actually one of my favorite rappers. He, you know, he's dead now, but he would have been, been indicted on another separate murder charge if he wasn't dead. And I saw some, some shit about the um, Chicago PD was trying to credit bodies to him after the fact. So they're basically saying like, oh, we're going to close these cases because we believe that uh, King Vaughn was the one that uh, did the murders. Hold on here. I just want to adjust my mic. Okay. Um, which is crazy, man. So basically people are on the internet are calling King Vaughn a serial killer. I mean, nothing's actually been proven and you probably can't prove it at this point now. There's not going to be a trial for a dead man. So um, as of right now, he's uh, an innocent man, also dead. So <laughs> um, yeah, man, the world of hip hop is an insane place. And there's so many uh, rap artists popping up every single day. Like you can't keep up with these guys. Like with the invention of um, streaming and um, the, the ability to record music, basically from your closet has really really accelerated the amount of rappers that are out here in the public now and i i constantly see posts on instagram like oh he, is he the next one up oh he's either is that no you know what he probably isn't like he's probably gonna get shot in a couple weeks so don't put too much don't invest too much time into this guy's music um in in other okay so you guys know that i'm a big elon musk fan um we talked about the um, Zuck, Zuck the Cuck versus um, Musk uh, potential octagon match coming up. Who knows if that's what if that's what's going to happen? I honestly don't know if I can see it uh, going down, but that would be insane. I bet you that would be the highest selling pay per view uh, pay per view uh, fight of all time because everybody would would be willing to pay to come out to see two billionaires go at it. Good versus evil. Obviously, Zuck being the evil, Elon being the good, in my opinion. I mean, other people have other opinions, but... And then I just saw last night that Musk is changing the Twitter logo to X. And I saw something interesting. I saw him talking about um, Twitter almost becoming like a like a banking system of its own. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but he has some kind of plan to make Twitter a financial institution of some kind. And like I saw him talking about how his hopes for it would be like at some point, uh, Twitter would be like half the financial, um, the world's financial system, something along those lines. So I don't know what the fuck, how that's going to work, how that, how that goes down or what that even looks like. But that's a pretty crazy thing. We went from Twitter being this like uh, really controlled platform via governments and big tech to Elon just having his uh it's basically a playground for Elon Musk at this point <laughs> and uh 
And but one thing I am curious about is how Threads is doing in comparison to Twitter. So I saw like Threads had like the highest sign up rate for any social media platform um, opening. But I also saw more recently that um, you know the numbers of the number of active users has already dramatically uh, declined. Um, in the following week or two. So, I mean, that's expected because everyone's going to jump on the hype to begin with. And then, you know, probably half those people are going to realize that it's not for them or, you know, it's just a Twitter clone or whatever the circumstances is. And they're just not going to use it anymore. Me personally, I didn't sign up for it. I'm not, I don't have a threads account. Um, although I do use Instagram a lot because it is a good platform. I'm just not a, a fan of the whole meta meta company at all. I think it's a piece of shit company and I think Zuck is a big piece of shit. So it's just, uh, I don't need another fucking social media account, right? Um, And like if I was rich and I had already made it and I had a bunch of success, you wouldn't even see my ass on social media. But I'm, I'm I'm trying to use it as a tool to get this podcast going and get my business going. So it's a necessary evil. But I'll tell you right now, if I had like $5 million in the bank, you wouldn't see my face on social media. 100%. So I definitely don't need to be signing up for threads on top of that. So threads can, threads can go die somewhere in a corner. If you ask me, um, something that we, we, uh, seem to always talk about on this, uh, podcast is the kind of the streaming wars. And I don't mean like Netflix and stuff. I mean like kick and rumble and YouTube and uh, I should say like online video, uh, platform war is probably a better, better name, but uh, rumble kick Twitch, uh, YouTube, and, you know, there's really, honestly, right now, it seems to be this um, big push to um, pretty much, who, there seems to be this big push on which platform is going to take over the um, the live uh, streaming game. So, I mean, currently, right now, Twitch is the number one by a lot, and uh, they've got probably all, most of the biggest um, streamers are on Twitch, but Twitch has been uh, fucking over their... Um, their uh, their uh, biggest streamers, so they've either banned or um, kind of forced some of their biggest streamers off the platform. And Kick and Rumble have you have taken that and they have combined it with offering very large amounts of money to anybody that wants to come uh, stream on their platform opposed to Twitch. So you get all these guys making ridiculous amounts of money. I saw Rice Gum is back and he's been streaming on Rumble, I believe. And he came back because he admitted, he's like, it's a, I can't really say no to that kind of money. The amount of money that they're paying him is ridiculous. So I think it's kind of like they're, Rumble and Kick are kind of putting it all out there and they're putting everything, all their chips on the table and saying, this is how we're going to take over the market. So at some point, I think only one is really going to stand. Um... And I don't. I honestly don't see it being Twitch, unless Twitch changes their policy and maybe um, uh, add some slack to their um, to their platform. I don't. I can't see them beating out Kick at this point. So Kick and Rumble, like it sounds like you can just. I don't know about Kick for sure, but Rumble, you can basically say whatever the fuck you want. It sounds like Kick is really also really open about their um, their policies on what you can say and what you can do on their platform. So. I just think it's hard to compete with companies that are uh, willing to really back their streamers. And I think you're going to find that more and more streamers leave Twitch and jump ship. 
And I think uh, what you're also going to see is Twitch eventually um, in a um, attempt to keep people on, they're going to start offering a retarded amount of money as well. So I think right now is probably the best time to have a name in streaming because everyone's about to get paid, I think, just out of sheer, just out of sh just competition. It's just competition. I think everyone's about to get paid. So, I mean, now's the time. If you have a t uh, streaming audience and you're on Twitch, I'd be uh, maybe hitting up Kick for to see what kind of bag they're willing to give out. Pretty crazy. And obviously, like YouTube has live streaming too. Nobody really uses it too much unless you're using it in combination with another streaming service. I know, uh, like Fresh for Pit, or sorry, boys, Fresh for Fit. I believe they use like three or four different streaming platforms at one time, or at least like they they. If you watch their live stream, they're like, all right, we're cutting off YouTube and we're going to Rumble. So. That's also a smart move. If you can pull it off, if you have the production team and you have the equipment, that would be definitely the, the way to go have multiple outlets. But I'm sure like uh, if you're taking, you know, $100 million from from a company, I, I, I don't think they're going to also let you stream on other platforms. So, uh, yeah, until that point, just make it happen. Get your face out there, boys. Um, you know, Twitch has been, I mean, online streaming, streaming has been something that... Um, I've really considered getting into. I mean, I don't know how well I would do, and I don't know what exactly I would be doing on on uh, live stream. But um, I think I did try it a couple times on Twitch. Um, I think now I would probably do better at it. I have a little bit more, um, you know, I'm able to just kind of talk for longer periods of time than I used to. So, but um, I don't know what the fuck I would do on there. Just some idiot talking on the camera, kind of like the podcast. <laughs> If you're a fan of this show and you know anything about me, you know that I'm a big Theo Vaughn fan. I'm seeing him August 26th in Toronto. Should be a fun show. Um, recently, they tried to cancel Theo Vaughn. He had um, he had Ro uh, Roseanne on. And Roseanne is a comedian. She's also Jewish. Keep that in mind. Um, she made some sarcastic um, jokes about um, the Holocaust and about um, uh, unaliving Jews. And, you know, the episode got taken down by uh, YouTube and they got a strike on their channel. I mean, it's a comedy podcast. It's obviously satirical. And uh, Roseanne is, is Jewish. So, I mean, that's the kind of shit that um, YouTube is doing. It's the kind of thing that Twitch is also doing. And I think that's what gives the other platforms an edge because it's kind of crazy. You can't go on a comedy podcast and make a joke. Um, especially if it's coming from a seasoned comedian. Roseanne's been doing comedy for decades now. so, And it's like, she is also the thing that she's making fun of or talking shit about. So to me, it's all it's all kind of crazy. But, um, you know, hopefully in the future, I mean, I'm not out here promoting. I don't want people to get on, get on YouTube and start... Um, calling for violence against any kind of group of people. Obviously, that's insane. Nobody would do that. I mean, people would do that, but not me. But I mean, we got to get back to the point where we're allowed to make jokes and we're allowed to make light. Um, we're allowed to have humor about things and not everybody be so insulted and offended by it. Um, like, I I saw... Who, who was I watching? They were talking about... Oh, Adam, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics. He was on Theo Vaughn as well and he was talking about uh, just comedy movies in general. He said, you know, back, you know, 10 years ago, you would see a new comedy would release in theaters every week. 
So you would get 50, 50-ish comedies a year. And those comedies weren't like they are now. Like they were, you know, f- fairly unfiltered. If you go back and watch like The Ringer, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, like these movies, they, they didn't, uh, they didn't pander to a, a, uh, a very offended audience. They just made the jokes and it was funny as fuck. So now, you know, he was talking about, because he just recently just came out with a new movie called The Outlaws. And he was talking about now, you're kind of, we're kind of at the point where you're getting like six comedy movies a year. And like, they're very tame. They're not as funny as they once were. They don't have the um, shock value that they once did. So I think at some point, it'd be nice to get back to the, to the, the days where people just, if you, if you like something, you watched it. If you thought something was going to offend you, you, you don't watch it or you turn it off. And I think we're at the point where people need to just get over this whole fucking thing where everything has to be policed and everything has to be censored because it's this very slippery slope into um, just a shitty spot we don't want to be in. And especially with comedy, man. There, to me, you know, if as long as a joke is funny, there's not really any limits to what you can say as a, as a comedian. Like, a joke is a joke. You can't sit there and just uh, be offended at someone that's trying to make uh, light of a situation. I, I don't think anyways, but people do it. And uh, I know this whole topic is probably really just over talked about and everyone's talking about it all the time. It's but it's 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 important to be to to uh, kind of speak out and uh, let people know like, yeah, it's OK to make jokes. It's OK to be funny. It's OK to have comedy and make light of kind of fucked up situations. As long as it is funny. If I went up on stage and I just started like saying all kinds of crazy shit and there was no punchlines and there was no, you know what I mean? There was no humor involved. Then yeah, it's, that's just you being an, an asshole. But if I go to a, a, if I pay tickets to go see a comedy show, I know it's a, it's all going to be jokes. There's no, it's not a, a, a KKK rally or some kind of crazy BLM rally. This is all, this is all, um, it's all for fun and it's all for jokes. You can't show up to that and expect people to to um, tiptoe around your feelings. Like that's not what we're here to do. We're here to see funny shit go down. So I don't know. Just something that's been on my mind. Something that's really important to me is uh, is anti censorship. Let people speak. Let people make jokes. Let people um, tell the truth. And that is the I think the thing that. Um, especially in Canada, we're severely lacking. It's definitely, um, it's definitely kind of on its way out, which is um, unfortunate, especially with the the Canadian government passing censorship bills into law, which is a crazy fucking thing to me. This used to be a really free country, so I used to tell people like, this is the freest place in the world. I love living here, and and now it's almost. I still love living here. It's still a great place, but so many things that I enjoyed about Canada have just gone out the fucking window, boys. So, I don't know. I do have hope for the future. I see a lot of fight back to this woke culture. Everyone's kind of battling back and standing up. People are sick of it, honestly. People are sick and fucking tired of it. So, I'm seeing a lot of uh, uh, people rallying against it, which is cool. Because for the last few years, we've just been under the thumb of this these fucking losers um, that think that they run the world. But guess what? You don't fucking run the world. The world is a, is uh, run by, I don't know. The world's run by nobody. The world's run actually. The world's run by some 
crazy secret society of rich people. <laughs> so let's go back to those days, okay? Let's go back to those days. Alrighty, guys. Um, this was just a quick little episode. Um, if you could like and comment and subscribe to the channel, that would be fantastic. It means a lot. Again, this is just the solo show episode. I appreciate you guys coming out. We have episode 26 will be already out by the time this comes out. So go check that out. And um, until next time, guys, I'm Davey on everything. Thank you so much for coming out and watching the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Big cheese, all design of my jacket. Work hard and I'm changing my bracket. Talk tough, we ain't hear that racket. Guys came in, you know how to stack it. Take it wrong, but I'ma need my ends though. I got tigers on my chest like Kenzo. Rail came, yeah, he pullin' that Benz though. Carol's here, man, you know you stay ten toes. Big dog, man, you know I ain't worried. Bent up, so I'm talking real slurry. Got a blast, bro, I'm always in a hurry. Big tricks, shootin' furry like curry. Take a yerky, ain't no, you stay passed up. You don't catch him late night, do you ass up? No, I'm real, how to put it, eat class up. They be like, X, nigga, how you take the fast ride? 2018, it was me and Big